In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, I welcome you to the First Baptist Church of Oregon City Worship Service Podcast. In order to love our neighbors, to protect the most vulnerable among us, and to reduce the strain on the healthcare workers in our community by reducing the spread of this awful virus that's ravaging our city, our state, our nation, and our world, we will continue to suspend in-person worship for the time being. We hope you are having a blessed Christmas season, and it is still the Christmas season. Uh, With all of the post-Christmas sales and trees on the curbs losing their needles, uh, it's easy to forget that Christmas is still going on. Uh, As Christian author Ronald Rollheiser wrote, Our society knows how to anticipate an event, but not how to sustain it. For us as followers of Jesus, the celebration of God being with us as Jesus Christ continues. We are grateful that you are worshiping with us this morning, and we hope that as we worship together, that you would be surrounded and overwhelmed by a sense of the Holy Spirit. Because it is by the Holy Spirit that we worship together. When we're in person, it is by the Holy Spirit that we are united in our praise for the God who came to be with us the God who came to deliver us, and the God who is renewing and restoring all things, including us. And as we worship in our own homes or in our cars as we drive somewhere uh, or wherever we're worshiping from, we worship knowing that Jesus is Lord, that it is by Jesus' Lordship that we can worship him in the whole earth, even as we anticipate a time when we'll be back together worshiping in person again. We are grateful for times like these uh, because Melissa and I, Melissa Mellinger, the director of uh, Worship and Youth, have had the opportunity to, to take a break for a week. And so as we worship this morning, you're going to hear some different voices. And these are people who were willing to use their time, who are being willing to use their spiritual gifts and abilities in order to lead us in worship today. So as we worship together, let's rejoice in the fact that even in these times where things are unusual, the ministry and mission of our Lord Jesus Christ continues, that we are part of a greater family of Jesus Christ called the church, that encompasses so many people, not just in Oregon, but around the the country and around the world. And let us rejoice in the fact that through the Lordship of this Jesus Christ that we know and love and serve, that we can worship together wherever we are. Let's come before the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for helping us to make it through this difficult year. Thank you that you've carried us through the flames of trials and through the pain of hard losses. We are constantly aware of how much we need you, your grace, your strength, your power working through even the toughest of days. Help us to keep our focus first on you this season. Please forgive us for giving too much time and attention to other things, for looking to other people before coming to you first. Help us to reflect again on what 
Christmas is all about. Thank you that you've came to give new life, peace, hope, and joy. Thank you that your power is made perfect in our weakness. Help us to remember that the gift of Christmas, Emmanuel, is our greatest treasure, not just at Christmas time, but for the whole year through. Fill us with your joy and the peace of your spirit. Direct our hearts and minds towards you. Thank you for your reminder that both in seasons of celebration and in seasons of brokenness, you're still with us, for you never leave us. Thank you for your daily powerful presence in our lives, that we can be assured your heart is toward us, your eyes are over us, and your ears are open to our prayers. Thank you that you surround us with favor as with a shield, and we are safe in your care. As we move into 2021, I lift up to you, Lord, the prayer requests of our church family. We have church members who are ill and facing major challenges. They need a touch from you, Lord. Help them feel your love for them. Help them to place their faith and trust in you. You have the power to heal, and your will will be done. Also, be with their families who are suffering along with them. Give them peace and courage during these difficult times. Others have experienced the COVID-19 virus, and we thank you for the healing you are doing in their lives. Be with those who have other needs. You know the need. May their faith be strong as they place their trust in you. Be with our young church as the people are facing a year of uncertainty. Keep fear from consuming them and help them through the power of the Holy Spirit to trust in you. Be with their leaders as they are support persons for them. Be with our church programs as we head into this new year. Help us to continue to feed the hungry through our HOPE program. Bless our church, Heavenly Father, and place in our hearts the desire to show the love of Jesus to those in our neighborhood. Be with our pastor as he brings us the message today. May his words inspire us to draw nearer to you, Lord. May our pet podcast be a blessing to all who hear it. My prayer for each of you as we embark upon the new year is that you choose to press close to Jesus today and every day of the new year, and that we keep him first in our hearts and lives. Without the Lord, we would surely fail, but with the Lord, there is great hope. Thank you for your healing power. Thank you for bringing us into this new season up ahead. We look forward to all you have in store for us. In Jesus' name, amen.
Our music this morning will be led by Judy and Paul Young from Grace Baptist Church in Portland. Angels from the realms of glory wing your flight o'er all the earth. Ye whose sang creation's story now proclaim Messiah's birth. Come and worship, come and worship, worship Christ the newborn King. Shepherds in the fields abiding, watching o'er your flocks by night. God with man is now residing, yonder shines the infant light. Come and worship, come and worship, worship Christ the newborn King. Saints before the altar bending, watching long in hope and fear. Suddenly the Lord descending in his temple shall appear. Come and worship, come and worship, worship Christ the newborn King. Hark the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn King. Peace on earth and mercy mild, God and sinners reconciled. Joyful all ye nations rise, join the triumph of the skies. With angelic host proclaim, Christ is born in Bethlehem. For their old angels sing, glory to the newborn King. Christ by highest heaven adored, Christ the everlasting Lord. Late in time, behold him come, offspring of the virgin's womb. Veiled in flesh, the Godhead see, hail the incarnate deity. Please let man with men to dwell, Jesus our Emmanuel. Glory to the newborn King. Hail the heavenborn Prince of Peace. Hail the Son of Righteousness. Light and life to all He brings. Risen with healing in His wings. 
mildly lays his glory by. Born that man no more may die, born to raise the sons of earth, born to give them second birth. Hark the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn King. Hear the word of the Lord. How lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord of heaven's armies. I long, yes I faint with longing to enter the courts of the Lord. With my whole being, body, and soul, I will shout joyfully to the living God. Long ago the Lord said to Israel, I have loved you, my people, with an everlasting love. With unfailing love I have drawn you to myself. I will rebuild you, my virgin Israel. You will again be happy and dance merrily with your tambourines. Again, you will plant your vineyards on the mountains and eat from your own gardens there. The day will come when watchmen will shout from the hill country, Come, let us go up to Jerusalem to worship the Lord our God. Even the sparrow finds a home, and the swallow builds her nest and raises her young at a place near your altar, O Lord of heaven's armies, my King and my God. What joy for those who can live in your house, always singing your praises. Now this is what the Lord says. Sing with joy for Israel. Shout for the greatest of nations. Shout out with praise and joy. Save your people, O Lord, the remnant of Israel, for I will bring them from the north and from the distant corners of the earth. All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ. Even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do, and it gave him great pleasure. So we praise God for the glorious grace he has poured out on us who belong to his dear son. He is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and forgave our sins. He has showered his kindness on us along with all wisdom and understanding. What joy for those whose strength comes from the Lord, who have set their minds on a pilgrimage to Jerusalem. When they walk through the valley of weeping, it will become a place of refreshing springs. The autumn rains will clothe it with blessings. They will continue to grow stronger, and each of them will appear before God in Jerusalem. O Lord, God of heaven's armies, hear my prayer. Listen, O God of Jacob. I will not forget the blind and lame, the expectant mothers and women in labor. A great company will return. Tears of joy will stream down their faces, and I will lead them home with great care. They will walk beside quiet streams and on smooth paths where they will not stumble. O God, look with favor upon the king our shield. Show favor to the one you have anointed. A single day in your courts is better than a thousand anywhere else. I would rather be a gatekeeper in the house of my God than live the good life in the house of the wicked. Listen to this message from the Lord, you nations of the world. 
Proclaim it in distant coastlands. The Lord, who scattered his people, will gather them and watch over them as a shepherd does his flock. For the Lord has redeemed Israel from these those too strong for them. For they will come home and sing joys of song of joy on the heights of Jerusalem. The Lord God is our sun and our shield. He gives us grace and glory. The Lord will, with, will withhold no good thing from those who do what is right. O Lord of heaven's armies, what joy for those who trust in you. God has now revealed to us his mysterious will regarding Christ, which is to fulfill his own good plan. And this is the plan. At the right time, he will bring everything together under the authority of Christ. Everything in heaven and on earth Furthermore, because we are united with Christ, we have received an inheritance from God, for he chose us in advance, and he makes everything work out according to his plan. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be to God. This morning, our preacher is Pastor Matt DeBall. Matt is a graduate of Northern Baptist Theological Seminary and has served as pulpit supply and interim minister for the American Baptist's Great Rivers region. He is the communications coordinator for development for the Church of the Brethren. Matt lives in Crystal Lake, Illinois, with his wife, Chelsea, their son, Wyatt, and now two cats. He is an avid runner and disc golfer, uh, and does both of these activities in the snow when necessary. Uh, we are grateful for Pastor Matt and his message this morning. Thank you, John, for the invitation to preach. And thank you, family and friends at First Baptist Church of Oregon City for welcoming me. Through the gift of technology, it's a blessing to open the Word of God with you today with no less than 2,075 miles of interstate and roadways between us. Before we dive in, I want to offer some words of encouragement. The last year has surely been a difficult one with the current health crisis and related concerns. But nonetheless, I have heard of how you have bonded together in love and sought to do what is best for one another and your community. And in all this time, you have remained worshiping by podcast since March. Though this surely hasn't been an easy endeavor, Please rest assured that God will redeem the time that you have not been physically together and will surely bless you for your selfless love for one another. Let us now to turn to the word of God for us today in Ephesians chapter 1, verses 3 through 19. All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ. Even before God made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. God decided in advance to adopt us with his own to be his own family 
by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what God wanted to do, and it gave him great pleasure. So we praise God for the glorious grace he has poured out on us who belongs to his dear son. God is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and forgave our sins. God has showed kindness on us along with all wisdom and understanding. God has now revealed to us his mysterious will according to Christ, which is to fulfill his own good plan. And this is the plan. At the right time, he will bring everything together under the authority of Christ, everything in heaven and on earth. Furthermore, because we are united with Christ, we have received an inheritance from God, for he chose us in advance and makes everything work out according to his plan. God's purpose was that we Jews who were the first to trust in Christ would bring praise and glory to God. And now you Gentiles have also heard the truth, the good news that God saves you. And when you believed in Christ, he identified you as his own by giving you the Holy Spirit, whom he promised long ago. The Spirit is God's guarantee that he will give us the inheritance he promised and that he has purchased us to be his own people. He did this so that we would praise and glorify him. Ever since I heard of your strong faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for God's people everywhere, I have not stopped thanking God for you. I pray for you constantly, asking God, the glorious Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, to give you spiritual wisdom and insight so that you might grow in your knowledge of God. I pray that your hearts will be flooded with the light so that you can understand the confident hope he has given to those he called, his holy people who are his rich and glorious inheritance. I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe in him. This is the word of the Lord for us today. Praise be to God. Christmas is a wonderful day, isn't it? And there's nothing quite like it. It's the warmth of home and family, the sparkly decorations that add a twinkle to our eyes, and the brightly wrapped packages that are unwrapped by our loved ones. Even if you weren't able to see family this Christmas, I pray that you at least received a thoughtful card from a friend heard a loved one's voice over the phone, or saw a few brightly smiling faces on a video call. Most importantly, Christmas is when we celebrate the birth of Jesus, our Savior, our King, and our friend. For all these reasons, Christmas Day is special, and it always seems to pass by too quickly. With Christmas Day coming gone, we might find ourselves borrowing the sentiments of Ebenezer Scrooge from A Christmas Carol and think to ourselves, I will honor Christmas in my heart and will try to keep it the all the year. The world has moved on from Christmas, but we can be grateful today that for generations, the church has extended the Christmas season for a couple more weeks. As we continue to celebrate today that Jesus Christ God's gift of love entered our world. 
The Apostle Paul unwraps a different kind of gift in his letter to the church in Ephesus. Our family has a game that we play each holiday season. It involves everyone sitting in a circle and one person wearing mittens and a festive hat. This person tries to open a small present before the person next to them rolls the same number on a pair of dice. When a person rolls doubles, it then signals that it's their turn to try to open this small, brightly colored present. It's a fun and competitive and, quite frankly, a goofy game that we enjoy. And each, with each uh, unwrapping, there's a small reward as well. You see, the present is wrapped multiple times. And between every few layers of wrapping paper is a gift card. Indeed, with persistence and many times luck, it is a gift that keeps on giving to the one who is able to open it. In Paul's letter to the Ephesian church, like in many of his writings, we find many layers. It is indeed a gift to the early church and to us that takes time to unpack. While we typically think of Jesus himself as God's gift to the world, Paul takes a different route. He describes Jesus as a generous co-gift giver in this particular case. So what is the gift here? The gift of adoption. How God loved us so much that he adopted us into his family. While there are many rich parts to this gift mentioned in Ephesians, Today, let's unpack three parts of adoption, the gift that keeps on giving. As we consider God's gift of adoption, one part that Paul highlights is God chose us before the creation of the world. On the playground, when kids line up and pick teams for soccer or for basketball or for some other sport, someone is always chosen last. In school or also in life, it's not enjoyable to be passed over, to have others receive something before we do, especially when that thing is fun or good. While the world will sometimes choose us last, God didn't. Before the mountains were brought forth or the earth was made, God was there, and he thought of how much he wanted you and me on his team in his family. And as we look out into the world, every person that we see was thought of and already deeply loved by God. In the recording of history found in the Old Testament, we understand that God chose Israel to be his chosen people. But even before that, God made a promise with Abraham that through him, all people would be blessed everyone included. In some gatherings of the early church, some to whom uh, Paul would have been writing, Jews and Gentiles struggled to live in unity together. Jews insisted that the Torah must be followed, the law that was given to them. And sometimes Gentile believers uh, were forced to conform in order to belong, or they were seen as outcasts. Yes, the Jews thought in order to follow Jesus, the old ways need to be fully observed by everyone. 
since Ephesus was in Asia Minor, again, it's likely that some of the Gentiles who heard Paul's letter would have previously felt like second-class citizens in the church. So it's for this reason, on multiple occasions, Paul mentions that all people are brought into God's family through Christ. In Christ, all people are equal in the family of God. Going back to creation, God held every person in mind who would have the breath of life, no matter how short or long their life would be. And God chose humanity to bear his image and to reveal his love to one another and to all of creation. Long before our hearts took the first beat or our eyes opened for the first time, God chose us. This part is so beautiful because none of us were there. There's nothing we could have done to earn God's favor. But nonetheless, God chose us and waited patiently for us to choose him as well. Tell the person next to you right now or tell someone this week, God chose you. God chose you. Look in the mirror later today and say it again. God chose you. God chose you. What a wonderful, beautiful layer that is to the gift that we have received. Let's unwrap another one together. A second part of adoption, the gift that keeps on giving, is how we are saved and redeemed by Christ. Again, throughout history, humanity has made decisions and has often made a poor habit of making a mess of things. God called Israel to be a light to the nations, but they turned away from God, worshipped idols and false gods, and as a result were conquered by other nations, a result of their waywardness and sinfulness. The church has also struggled in different eras, losing sight of Christ, bowing to the whims of political powers, living in postures of hate and fear and self-preservation, just like the world. And it's also, the church has also gotten tangled up at times in quarrels within, instead of caring for their neighbors outside their doors. We really aren't qualified to point fingers at Israel or the church that came before us because we ourselves also have struggled We have wavered in faith, tried to take matters into our own hands, failed to trust God, and also failed to love others in our words and our actions. Whether it was our wrongdoings or the wrongdoings of everyone in ages past, God knew we would fall short and need someone to help us up again, save us from ourselves, and to show us the path that leads to life. It was for this reason that God sent Jesus. Because we are part of God's family, God would have done anything for us. I'm sure we all have someone in our families or near to us that we would do anything for, perhaps as a child or a sibling or a dear friend. We know that we can't spare them from the hardship or the loss or the struggles of health in this life, but we sometimes wish that we could, wish that we could take their place and get them where they need to be. 
In God's great love, he looked at us and sent Jesus to dwell with us that we might never face anything alone. Though we will encounter trials and troubles in this life, Jesus endured every human ill and weakness to show us how to depend on God and on one another as the human family through tough times. And through his resurrection, Jesus slammed the door on death, having the final say. Jesus saved us from a gruesome, hopeless end. And each and every day is saving us by his ways from the selfish things we would choose on our own that would lead to destruction. As Jesus said, in this world we will have trouble, but we fear not, for he has overcome the world. It's one thing to know that Jesus saved us, but it's another to live into it. Whenever you give yourself a really hard time about something or greatly dread a decision that you've made, tell yourself, Christ died for that. Christ died for that. Whenever someone shares their life story, opens up to you about the wrongs that they've done, and in many ways is looking for encouragement, you can tell them too, Christ died for that, and for that, and for that. How wonderful it is to know that our adoption into God's family means that we are saved by Jesus and are being redeemed by him as long as this life lasts, redeeming us for the life to come. A final part to unwrap of God's gift of adoption to us is that the Holy Spirit empowers us and leads us to carry out the mission of Jesus. At the end of someone's life, they often have a documented will and testament of how they want their possessions and wealth to be handled and passed along. People often designate a family member or many family members. Uh, they also think of charities that have been meaningful to them and choose to leave some of their wealth to those endeavors. Thank you to those of you who have written the church into your will that the earthly ministry of the church might be sustained even after you are no longer with us. But in any case, after someone passes along, their will reveals how they want their legacy to be cared for. Now we know that Jesus isn't dead, for he did die, but he was raised to life on the third day. Praise be to God. However, Jesus does not currently walk on the earth with us, as I'm sure you know, and therefore he has entrusted his legacy to us, the church his body in the world right now. Jesus started to redeem all things and is, continues to do so. And as Paul shares with the Ephesians, God is working to set all things right. Christ passed his will along to us. He established the church to care for the needy and the vulnerable, to be a voice of love and of truth, and for us to use willing hands and hearts to serve others. Now, the call of Christ to selfless love is a huge task, but thankfully, he has provided all that we need to carry out his will, his mission. Paul tells us in verse 3 that in Christ, we possess all heavenly blessings. 
This means that God's abundant power and resources in heaven are available to us now. Pour out through the work of God in the world as we walk with it. This is what helps us to continue Christ's earthly mission. In the prayer that Jesus gave his disciples, one that we most of us are familiar with, he said, God, thy will be done, uh, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. While this is certainly talking about how God's will shall one day fully reign on earth right now, uh, as it does in heaven, it is also an invitation for us to see and to embody God's kingdom in the world the kingdom of hope and peace and love and joy that Jesus revealed while he was on earth. At times, it can seem very difficult to follow Jesus and to know what his will is for us to do, especially in seasons of hardship and of struggle. But nonetheless, as we trust in what we know about God from God's word, instead of what we don't know about the world around us, And as we seek to show love to one another, no matter what it looks like, the Holy Spirit is poured out on us as the children of God, guiding us to take one more step in the name of Jesus. Through every tough season or trying situation, the Holy Spirit is present with us to give us strength and to lead us forward. Whenever you feel in the thick of it, Say to yourself or to your neighbor to remind yourself, the Holy Spirit is here. The Holy Spirit is here. These words can encourage us, refocus our attention on the God who loves us and has adopted us. And through Christ and the Holy Spirit is empowering us to do all that he needs. Even though the warm feeling of Christmas Day has passed, We are still invited each day to unwrap the gift of our adoption into God's family. God chose us before time began. Christ saved us from all that entangles us now. And the Holy Spirit is here with us, always present, to help us and lead us to continue the loving mission of Jesus. Being filled with new joy today, may we awake every morning to unwrap a new God's gift of adoption that keeps on giving. Let us pray. We thank you, O God, for your great love and for sending Jesus to walk with us. Fill our minds with spiritual wisdom and insight to know you and your will more closely. Flood our hearts with light today that we might look at the world with hope and help us with each new day to see the unfolding of your redemptive power in us and around us. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.
the silent stars go by, yet in thy dark streets shineth the everlasting light. The hopes and fears of all the years are met in thee tonight. How silently, how silently the wondrous gift is given. So God imports to human hearts the blessings of his heaven. No ear may hear his coming, but in this world of sin, where meek souls will receive him still, the dear Christ enters in. O holy child of Bethlehem, descend to us, we pray. Cast out our sin and enter in, be born in us today. We hear the Christmas angels, the great glad tidings tell. Oh, come to us, abide with us, our Lord Emmanuel. We come now to the Lord's table, and this is the table that is set for us by Jesus. This is the table that we come to in order to recognize Jesus here so that we can see Jesus everywhere we go. This is the table of friendship with Jesus, but this is also the table for people who have not always done so well following Jesus. Think about the people who are around that table at the very first Lord's table. There is somebody who would betray Jesus. There is somebody who would deny he ever knew Jesus. And there were lots of people who, when Jesus was on the cross, scattered and hid. So if you feel less than perfect this morning, you are in good company. If you feel as if you are a complete failure this morning, well, you're in even better company. Because it is the Lord's table that we come to now. If you are listening to this before 11.30 a.m., on January 3rd, 2021, and that's 11.30 a.m. Pacific time. Um, So 11.30 a.m. Pacific time, January 3rd, 2021, and would like to join us for the Lord's Table on Zoom, uh, email baptist.church at comcast.net, and we will be happy to send the Zoom address to you uh, so that you can join us there. If not, we will be celebrating the Lord's table together here on the podcast. The table of bread is now to be made ready. It is the table of company with Jesus and all who love him. It is the table of sharing with the poor of the world with whom Jesus identified himself. It is the table of communion with the earth in which Christ became incarnate. So come to this table, you who have much faith, and you who would like to have more, you who have been here often, and you who have not been for a long time, 
You who have tried to follow Jesus and you who have failed, come. It is Christ who invites us to meet him here. In this we proclaim to you a mystery, that Christ has died, Christ is risen, and Christ is coming again. Let us pray. Loving God, through your goodness we have this bread and cup to offer, which has come forth from the earth and human hands have made. May we know your presence in the sharing, so that we may know your touch and presence in all things. We celebrate the life that Jesus has shared among his community through the centuries and shares with us now. Made one in Christ and one with each other, we offer these gifts and with them ourselves a single living act of praise. Amen. For I pass on to you what I received from the Lord himself. On the night when he was betrayed, the Lord Jesus took some bread and gave thanks to God for it. Then he broke it into pieces, saying, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this to remember me. Looking back at what Christ did for us on the cross, take and eat. In the same way, he took the cup of wine after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant between God and his people, an agreement confirmed with my blood. Do this to remember me as often as you drink it. And looking back at what Christ did on the cross and looking forward to drinking this anew with Christ in the fullness of the kingdom, take and drink. For every time you eat this bread and drink this cup, you are announcing the Lord's death until he comes again. Come quickly, Lord Jesus. Amen. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him above the heavenly host. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Let's go to the Lord in prayer. O God, who wonderfully created and yet more wonderfully restored the dignity of human nature, grant that we may share the divine life of him who humbled himself to share our humanity, your Son, Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. We thank you for worshiping with us this morning. We thank you for sharing the Lord's table with us this morning, and we thank you for being present with Christ with us this morning. We are so grateful for God's gift of Jesus Christ coming to live among us so that we may know who God is. And we hope that through the songs and prayers and scripture readings and proclamation of the word this morning, you have a better sense of who God is. If there's any way we can reach out to you or minister to you, our email address is baptist.church at comcast.net, or you can visit our website at onebaptistchurch.org. I'd like to thank Judy and Paul Young from Grace Baptist Church of Portland for leading us in music this morning. I'd like to thank Jeannie Vance for our prelude, which was Mary Did You Know? 
I would like to thank Melissa Mellinger, our Director of Worship and Youth, for leading us in the doxology. I'd like to thank Jim Leatherman, our church moderator, for leading us in prayer. I'd like to thank Katie Witham and the First Baptist Church readers for the creative scripture reading. And I'd like to thank Gary and Doreen Hunley, our audio engineers, for making everything sound good. And remember, love God, love your neighbor, wear your mask, and wash your hands.